think it's pretty fair to say that I'm going to be a better parent than my parents. I think everybody sets out with that expectation of themselves, ultimately probably to find themselves falling short half the time. I, mean, I assume it's like a bell curve sometimes. I don't know. I think it. I think it's generational. I think it skips. So like my parents kind of ignored me, so I'm going to smother my kids. And then since I smother my kids, my kids' kids will be like, you know, apathetic towards. And I think it just sways one direction and then the other direction. Your kids are going to be goths. Yeah, big time. No, my kids' kids will be goths. Oh, I'm a goth. It. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. I had a little emo phase. Do you guys have an emo phase? You didn't have an emo phase. You didn't have an tight, emo phase. You were on the football team. Tight Whoa. pants, long hair, graphic tees. Okay, I believe you probably had Bama bangs at one point. Push the, cons- Pu- push the mic away, Zach. That does not constitute having an emo phase. Oh, okay. I guess it's still... I didn't mean to steal Valor from the emos at our high school. Sorry. I mean, Sorry. were you seen, though? That's a different question. Is he I don't think I was... Kid? No, I'm definitely not seen. I feel like seen is, like, the next level up. Like, you you weren't just, like... You weren't, like, uh, a tourist. You were living that life. It was a more of a lifestyle than it was... <laughs> Did no. you li- go to a Metro Station concert? Uh, no, I've not. Did you go to Warp Tour? I did go to a ska band concert in the basement that, of a church in high school. Yeah. <laughs> no, there, there you go. That's 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 scene right there, buddy. I don't I don't know how seen that. I think skanking I was does not count as emo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was posing in the skank. Uh, not not in the uh, term you might be thinking of, but in the ska kings and queens. Yeah, guys, kick dancing. I had a chain, I had a chain wallet and went to a Switchfoot concert. How weird is it that the best dances at uh, growing up were held at the Catholic school? That that's like that's such a, it's a wild depravity of school dances I, at the Catholic school. I think it's an inception of trying to get kids together at a younger age to increase to encourage them to have a ton of Catholic kids. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Yeah, that's why I don't those really teen have... pregnancy rates up. Yeah, yeah. It's more more uh, parishioners. There we go. Look, what are we drinking tonight? Is that white wine? No, this is <laughs> this is a pint glass, dude. <laughs> oh, okay. White wine out of a pint glass. Classy. I just saw I just saw the color and a really quick uh, zoom by of the glass. So I didn't know what we were doing tonight. It oh, looks this... like a cider, though. Is that a cider? No, it's the bottom quarter of Off Colors Beer for Ball Games, which is a cream ale. Oh, I've it's, heard cream ales are a big thing this year. Everyone's yeah. creaming their ales. And everyone is <laughs> creaming in their ales. It's quite delicious. <laughs> it was really we, we should uh, for the Sox uh, game at the Field of Dreams. Uh, I thought you were going to say it was released for some like obscure Serie A game or something like that. Um, the I just looked at my phone because it flashed, and um, a couple weeks ago, my phone asked me, "Hey, do you want me to silence any out uh, incoming calls that are like an eight 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 or an eight hundred number?" And it's actually changed my life. It has been the most quiet week of my life. Your spam calls aren't like three one two numbers or seven seven three numbers because mine well, are all local area codes. Yeah, I guess those still get through. Like the the northwest suburbs area codes still get through, but like all the eight hundred ones are immediately blocked, which is amazing. Do, do you get a lot of calls from a, a mirror phone number of yours? Not your yeah. exact phone number, but maybe yeah. it might be off like yeah. two digits or so. Ugh. I think that's the that's the weirdest one. 
Yeah, so those, those get masked, but this one just blocked an 855, and then um, it's blocked like a couple 800s and 888s, so that's been rad. Shout out to my phone being so smart, it knows who I'd want to talk to and who I don't. You, I... Start, you buried the lead here. You're a flashy light uh flashlight guy when your phone gives you an oh my god you are a toilet no i'm not a flashlight guy. i'm a silent guy no, oh no oh you don't have the flashlight on your, your camera to stealth no vibrate okay. nothing just do you do you all remember yeah, how big adult of a deal mode <laughs> yeah do you remember how big of a deal ringtones were like i mean we would pay subscriptions <laughs> to get ringtones yeah disc golf corner right now uh paul Macbeth, five-time champ is lining up a putt in the last round of the Idlewild Open Idlewild Open last weekend and someone's fucking ringer goes off on his backswing for a putt and he misses it. Wow. Like what of a what kind of clown are you to have your phone on loud in general? Bro, that's not Scooby. At a at a professional golfing event. Like what would happen if I mean that's why they take their phones away and in Augusta, yeah. right? Oh, I mean Tiger Woods would like take a 9 iron out and like actually hit somebody with it. Yeah, I don't care if it's like you should have the focus of an inner champion ice in your veins. Like that is distracting to anyone doing anything anytime. I think the stewards have the discretion to allow them to take another swing at that time. Wait, right? really? Yeah. I don't know if that's how it works. I don't think you get to like, I don't think you get to yell mulligan. <laughs> no, I don't think that if you get to yell mulligan, but if there's like an appreciable distraction that happens, like if somebody runs on this, this, this the fucking... course and tries to like, you know, uh, secret secret service dive in front of the ball to get, like stop it from getting to the green, yeah. they can yeah, award this, you a stroke. This Chad just like let out a big ass fart in my backswing. Like I want to have a redo. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy just shit his pants over near the bunker. <laughs> Speaking of shitting their pants and farting at an uncomfortable time, this is a Midwest podcast, and my name is Toilet. My name is Luke. And I'm Sack. Oh, you had that off camera and ready to go. Hey, what color are the mountains? They're blue. Hey, Colorado Toilet, do, do you want to tell the ringtone story? Which ringtone story? How my ringtone on my uh, Motorola. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, so sophomore. Year I don't think of I, I don't think I know this story. Sophomore year of high school, first period chemistry class. <laughs> oh god! Which was like probably twenty five percent like mild mannered sophomores, and then seventy five percent juniors retaking the class. <laughs> Unclear. <laughs> um what, and, what what is this like seven twenty in the morning or so? Yeah, exactly yeah. seven twenty yeah. in the morning. Um, so, and our teacher was kind of socially awkward, if I remember correctly, she yeah. would kind of like, just kind of start class, not really like a get to know you. Hey guys, how's it going? Not really a chatty person, just like all business. I remember her energy was, she seemed like deeply sad at all yeah. times. I mean, I hated chemistry uh, too, but she didn't really make it any more exciting. Was she the very scene teacher? She was, uh, she's in the scene, like a lot of ska. I don't. I think her scene would be like uh, more sweaters and books. Okay, never <laughs> more scene. Yeah, I don't. I don't think she was cool enough to listen to the Smiths. I think it was like just Coldplay. <laughs> no bangers. Just the un, yeah, un, unironic Coldplay. <laughs> Early Coldplay, um, but not the scientist. <laughs> so we're like, I don't know, five or ten minutes in the class, and we're learning about bo boilers number or something really boring. 
Um, and then <laughs> Luke's Motorola Razor goes off full volume. It had to be, yeah, 7.30 in the morning. Uh, and I believe it was the Beastie Boys songs. <laughs> uh, girls. Do, do, girls. Do, 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 do. That, that, was, that was exactly it. Nice. <laughs> So just the probably the most uncomfortable <laughs> anyone has ever been. Luke turning red, looking for his phone, trying to turn it off. Not reprimanded in the slightest. Like, God help this woman if she actually had to, like, reprimand a child um, for doing anything incorrectly or acting out in any way. Um, but that was a good I think step. I got it pretty quickly. I think you did. I... Girls, do, 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 do. All then, I really during during girls. the time when I learned how to text with T nine in my pocket without looking at it, Dude, was that your mom? We, we had we had the bet we had the best texting skills as a generation. These kids today, like they have no idea, they have no idea how good we were. That's a good point. Yeah, it was a much different vibe back then. Um, Luke, two questions. One, was it your mom calling you? I don't think it was my mom calling me. Oh, I, okay. I don't know who would have been calling me at 7.30 on a, like, school day. It was probably when... Andrew from, like, the other room over. Like, <laughs> seriously. Hey, Luke, hi, how you doing? <laughs> it, was probably, it was probably, like, Chewy or something. Or someone trying to I'm update your car Chewy warranty. At that point, but, yeah, whatever. And then... <laughs> yeah, your car warranty. The car that was six years off that you were about to purchase. Yeah. The car that you have a learner's permit. <laughs> uh, girls, all I really want is girls. Does that work on anybody that day? Was that kind of the, the alpha move to try and uh, get You know the... it didn't work on anyone that day, <laughs> okay. toilet. Just Come on. on. Just want to put that out there. The the junior girls sitting in that classroom weren't like, oh, like the kid who weighs 110 pounds and is like, 10 of that is his haircut is like looking real <laughs> sexy now. Hell yeah. <laughs> High school, these problems Boom's matter. <laughs> I like how like chemistry class like sucked except for like the one day where the teacher would make something explode. Yeah. And she like knew she had us that day. She was like, hey guys, we're going to blow some shit up. We're going to light some shit on fire. One day we had a, our, our teacher had a, in a sophomore chemistry, had a Bunsen burner going with like a beaker with purple liquid in there. And she was like, oh, this is iodine gas. It's actually very poisonous. Like, it's okay. I have a stopper on there. Partway through the class, the stopper just like, boop. It was like pops up and off and like the fr first like four rows of kids just got up and like screamed and ran to the back of the room. I love uh, heating what would be poisonous gas, not under the vent hood in a high school <laughs> chemistry class. Dude, that's what I should do to get my kids to pay attention. Day one. Hey, guys, just so you know, there's this vial of poisonous gas. I'm fine as long as it doesn't spill over. And then I just teach from behind it the rest of class. I'll have them. Hey, kids, if you don't behave this year, I have a gun. <laughs> you don't know if I have it right now. You don't know what day I'm going to bring it, but you never know. I might have it that day. Oh, shit. Um, well, all right. Speaking of poisonous gas, you guys set me up here. I have an article for you here today that I think that you're going to really enjoy. Oh, I did um, not do the required reading unless there's a reaction in the moment. Is this yeah, reaction in the moment? You can react to this in the moment. A hump um, day reading. This is a hump day reading. Happy Wednesday. Hump day. This comes to us courtesy of ABC News. 
Georgia McDonald's Toxic Fumes, A Deadly Mystery. <laughs> Source of toxic fumes in Pooler, Georgia McDonald's restroom, unknown. <laughs> Dateline, September 9th, 2011. The mysterious fumes that killed one person and sickened nine <laughs> others inside a McDonald's restroom this week may have brought the most unwelcome publicity to the city of Pooler, Georgia, <laughs> since General William Tecumseh Sherman set up union headquarters there before negotiating the peaceful surrender of Savannah in December of 1864. I think we all remember where we were when that happened. <laughs> Nowhere near Pooler, Georgia. <laughs> Local fire officials remain stumped Friday about what toxic chemical or chemical mixture knocked two women unconscious Wednesday at the Jeez. fast food restaurant in their East Georgia city of about 19,000. One of the women, Ann Felton, 80, of Punta Verde, Florida, died after going into cardiac arrest. Oh, shit. Firefighters administered oxygen to Carol Berry, 56, of Jacksonville, Florida, before she was admitted to a Savannah hospital, Pooler Fire Chief G. Wade Simmons said. Fellas, don't you hate it when you really let off some toxic fumes in the bathroom? Uh, do they eventually uncover the source of these fumes? Uh, well, it goes on to continue. Every one of the 10 people had some sort of symptoms, had been or was in that restroom. No one else in the restaurant was affected. Um that left the law enforcement officials and toxicologists to speculate about what the victims might have inhaled and how it ended up in the women's room. We've heard everything from terrorist attacks to carbon monoxide <laughs> to sewer gas to God knows else, Simmons said. Shit. Got anthrax in the McDonald's in Pooler, Georgia. Time to get vaccinated against McDonald's fumes, boys. There is an anthrax vaccine, by the way, that you have to take if you're in the military. Wait, heard really? It sucks. Yeah. Why is it like the yeah, reaction to it? anthrax facts. I, I, at least I read that on Twitter like two days ago. Hmm. Anti, are we an anti-anthrax podcast? That's a hard anthrax thing to say. vaccines and Gulf War syndrome. Um. Yeah. Seems bad. I mean, I'm sure it's not the first or last time that someone from Florida has died inside of a McDonald's. Uh. But still sad. It wasn't probably seems- the first time on September 9, twenty eleven, that somebody in Florida died inside a McDonald's bathroom. <laughs> Uh, Look, I can tell you, if all the old guys in Pooler, Georgia, are salting their McGriddles as much as Jerry Jones, then there's going to be some nasty fumes coming from those bathrooms. He adds salt to a McGriddle? Yeah. You didn't watch Hard Knocks last week? He no, takes his I don't McGriddle. have HBO. It's elitist over here. He takes his McGriddle, and he actually like takes a salt shaker and like salts more Ugh. on his breakfast sandwich. I, I believe. Oh my god! I believe we had a podcast episode a couple weeks ago called "Lethal Amounts of Sodium." That's you true. talk about your lethal amounts of sodium. If you were filthy fucking rich like Jerry Jones, what would you eat for breakfast? Not McDonald's. Although Warren Buffett eats McDonald's every day too. I probably would. I probably would eat a Mc. Well, I probably have a McGriddle, but I'd make like a get a chef to make me one. Oh, like a real like breakfast sandwich. Yeah, I love the McGriddle. The McGriddle's elite. It's just like you. I can only have one every like six months. Is this like weird, like super successful rich guy shit where it's like rise and grind? I wake up and I have my salty McGriddle every day at six <laughs> thirty, yeah. and then I do eight push-ups, and then I get to work calling and pounding pavement. If I was extremely rich, oh. I would have like a 
egg white Denver omelet every day. Oh, oh that gross. sounds so good. Yes, the dichotomy, here, dichotomy of the podcast. Okay, can you guys can you guys guess? I have high cholesterol. Many... I can't eat yolks. Can you guess? <laughs> can you guys guess how much sodium is in the sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddle? I'm gonna guess 1,300 milligrams. 65 percent of your day's worth. Wow, Luke, you're almost it. It's 1290, and it's 56 percent of your daily volume. So hey. if you're gonna do like, if you're gonna do like <laughs> five or six more shakes of table salt that Jerry did, like, and that was just for one bite. Who knows if he shake some more on there after a couple more bites he does four or five shakes for a bite well i well, well i mean that's he did four or five how, shakes how did, and he put it all on there and then he ate it and i don't know if he did like you know like some people like to you know do a little dunk and catch up with their burger eat and then do another dunk okay catch up like we're, we're gonna get into like uh inside baseball with hard knocks here but we need to talk about the shaker strategy here to understand what his approach is did he did he do it on the side or did he take the bun off and put it on to the pad? Actually, he's a madman. So if like, I'm going to hold my phone right here, like uh, horizontal, right? If this is okay. a sandwich, right? I'm going to eat it like yeah. this. He took the sandwich and like went vertical and then he started shaking it. So actually oh he really God. only got like, if you're talking about a uh, 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 circle, he what? He got like, what's it? 90 degrees. So I only got like 90 degrees of the circle with salt so i'm guessing he's going to eat that side and then he's going to rotate it and then he's going to have to salt again jerry jones can just fuck off yeah seriously <laughs> fuck jerry what jones this is an what? anti-jerry jones podcast Big through time. And through. he's Ugh. he's starting to look a lot he's starting to look very much like a fish nowadays uh yeah when you I look at him why. from the side when you look at him from the side well, like, I mean, he's so thirsty all the time all that salt that he's oh, very salt. dehydrated <laughs> Just a fish out of water. His breakfast is a very salty McGriddle and then adrenochrome that he <laughs> harvests from See, you think he's a, you unsigned draft picks. You think he's a you think he's a big time like orange juice from concentrate guy? Oh god, oh. like raw dogging it? Like Well, no I mean like no, he has it made, but like I feel like he is like all old people are big time orange juice concentrate people. Ugh. I imagine that he does whatever he needs to do, and then in the afternoon he finds a warm rock and just slithers over there and <laughs> suns for 30 minutes. He just finds an underwater log to go slither into for a little yeah. bit and just to... So I've not been watching Hard Knocks, so can we just... Can Luke and I just guess what's been happening? And go for it. Us? Yeah, go for it. Guess. A uh, lot more Jerry Jones time than like any owner should even be included. Jerry's like maybe ten percent of the show. Yeah, honestly, like I can't really remember many other seasons where the owner, even like the Falcons one, I don't even think Arthur Blank was featured in that one. And we all know how he loves to find the sidelines. Well, yeah, that's true. Maybe he knew like if I come down on the sidelines for Hard Knocks, we're even more fucked. <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna guess that there is. Uh, a lot of controversy around Zeke. Zeke's not doing much, but he's always in the mix, people getting talked about, all that kind of shit. I don't know. I feel like Zeke has kept his nose clean very recently. Like, Ooh. The... Is that a cocaine joke? No. no, it's not a cocaine joke. It's <laughs> I'm using the figure of speech. Like Nobody cares about what Ezekiel Elliott did and or like what Tyreek Hill did because there's a... Uh, Deshaun Watson, who's out there, like uh, that's like getting all of that. The domestic he's like a vacuum violin. for that, like yeah, sort the, of attention. The meat, the meat shield. 
the domestic exactly. disputer du jour. Uh, Tyreek Hill walks so that Deshaun Watson can run. Oh God. <laughs> uh, yeah, Twitter, there has been some. There's been some Zeke talk. Uh, there was a little bit in the beginning. He's trimmed down in physical Elliott. It's been looking pretty good. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're I, in I think Oxnard, he, California, right? Yeah, yeah, which is kind of strange, but um, they he's probably gonna be the 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 hard knocks bounce back guy. Like okay. you know the the hard knocks bounce in the fantasy draft every year. Oh. Like two years ago it was Darren Waller, and that actually ended up being like the right pick, right? The tight end for the for the Raiders, and then like I don't know who it was last year. It was probably somebody on like I don't know somebody on the Rams or whatever. But um, it's Jared Goff. <laughs> no stupid Tyler Higby, and he still didn't do anything. Um, okay, my second guess was that there's a lot of hype around the receivers. Amari Cooper is the most under underrated number one. Not really. CD Not really. Lane. No. But, no, they haven't. Well, they haven't gotten to, gotten to it yet. But I okay. would say that um, I think CD Lamb's got like probably the coolest dreads ever. Okay. Because he's got like green and red strands in his dreads too that okay. are sick. That's what I was gonna guess was gonna be the bump. Like, oh my god, you think Amari Cooper is good? Like, CD Lamb's even better. Draft of it everywhere you can. Blah blah blah. No, the the no, the big one is the big takeaway is like Mike McCarthy is just like he's someone who would be playing a football coach in a movie. Like I think he lied about all that like analytics crap. Okay, to get the job. Did, yeah, and then he is like showing like Austin Powers to like a bunch of guys who were born after Austin Powers was made. Can he, I can I make a guess? Yeah, you can you can guess. No, oh, sorry, toilet. I didn't mean to cut you. No, off. go ahead. Um, my guess is that Sean Lee is just there, <laughs> but he has he's been injured. injured so many times that, well, he's not on the team anymore, but he just like shows up there in a like wheelchair and just like stares vacantly state. at the field. Yeah, that's, that's actually Leighton Van Der Esch. Oh, oh. sad, sad. Now nah, there's been, there's been a lot of, uh, family. Cause as we know, football is family. Sure. Football is family. Football is family. Uh, some backstories of some, you know, third string practice practice squad guys that are yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um. Uh. What? Uh. Oh, we have a uh, uh, a defensive line coach who is from England, and so that's had some some good uh, some good hilarity making fun of his accent. Mm. Oh, we're doing a reverse Ted Lasso with. Uh, I believe year. there is a there is a short clip of somebody asking the coach if he's seen Ted Lasso, which is very actually kind of like rude because this coach and actually has like, like I a only lot watch of, film. Cunt. His, <laughs> it's it? kind of like disrespectful because I haven't coach, watched TV in fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, the, of, the coach has like a ton of experience, unlike Ted Lasso. <laughs> It's the opposite of the Browns offensive line coach. I think his last name was Wiley, where he has had the massive refrigerator belly that like went up a, just a quarter inch every time huh? he said, Hut! Huh. <laughs> yeah, that was... Oh, is he like... Watching, a, a... watching the indent on his polo move yeah. every time. <laughs> huh? 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 Is he like a slim european style soccer coach or is he like a he big better fat no British dude guy? no dude he was like a former defensive end in like nfl europe so like he's a big Sweet. he's a big dude uh nfl europe never heard of it <laughs> this is a berlin 
Storm podcast. <laughs> we're, we are a London Argonauts podcast. <laughs> the Berlin Blitzkrieg didn't go over super hot. <laughs> what do you get if you type in European American football? It's really called European football? That's actual football? Oh, NFL uh, Europe was a boondoggle that the league introduced, and I think they killed it in like 2006. Who is that guy in the Vikings who got drafted out there's, of NFL Europe? There's six teams. There's only six teams. Hmm. This Ooh, is more, Moritz, Moritz, Moritz Boehringer. 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 Not to be confused with Moritz Wilhelm. Good old, good old, Wil, good old Wilhelm. Oh, NFL Europe ceased existence in 2007. Sad. It was the, the Berlin Thunder. Holy shit! I can't believe I unmemory hold that. Oh man, who are who are the last champions? Toilet, do you know? Oh, there's a new one. European League of Football. Not to be confused with the European Football League. This the American is so stupid. Athletic of Football Association. This the is Hamburg so Sea Devils. I'm getting stupider just from reading this. So the sea Cologne Devils, yeah. Centurions. They're all in Germany. It's basically Germany football teams. Oh, uh, the London Monarchs. And one in Poland and one well, in Spain. I mean, we do know we do know that the Germans love to pull off a good blitz. Uh, all right, it's time to thank, move. Thank on. you for reprising my joke. You're Scottish welcome. Claymores is I just, cool too. I just said it louder and funnier. <laughs> Luke, I see you've got another sports topic here, college football preview. You want to talk about the uh, the ranked IU Hoosiers? Who's your daddy? Who? Hoosiers? Who? Yes, uh, the AP poll came out this week, and guys, I think that we're in for another really exciting year of college football that isn't just a predetermined outcome from the get-go. Mm. You know, there's going to be a lot of upsets. You know, nobody knows who's going to be there in the college football championship this year. Uh, uh, number one, Alabama. Number two, Oklahoma. Number three, Clemson. Number four, Ohio State. Wow. <laughs> That's insane, dude. It's we actually did it not. with uh, Georgia and A&M on the outside. Notre Dame Whoa. ranked a lowly ninth. Sad. No respect. Dude, let's go Iowa State. Let's go Cyclones, let's, baby. Let's go Iowa State. Are we sure about that? Oh, no. I can't wait for North Carolina and Sam Howell, Mitch Trubisky 2.0. Uh, that's the lesser of the two ISUs. In my opinion. True. Indiana State has won an NCAA basketball championship, fighting Larry Birds. I mean, I do love that in college sports, like you truly have to have a one or two loss season to make the postseason, which makes every regular season college football game feel so huge compared to the NFL game. Um, and I think they have the most elite regular season, but I still think NFL postseason trumps uh, college yeah, football postseason. Yeah, of course. Is this the? Are they doing the eighteen playoff this year? Um, I don't know if that starts this year or not. Already, no, isn't no. It's probably going to start in like two thousand twenty-seven or something like that. Knowing college football schedules, what is this disrespect ranking? Indiana sixteen, Iowa eighteen, Penn State nineteen. What is just this Big Ten just jam them all in the low teens? What the hell is that all about? Because they're all like 
stuck in the same morass until they start beating each other. Indiana plays more Iowa ass. week one. How much ass? More, more ass. ass. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so basically they're saying, like, I don't know. They're all in the Big Ten. Some of them will be good, but maybe they'll just cannibalize each other like they do most seasons, except for Ohio State. When Indiana rolls into Iowa City and beats the shit out of Kirk Ferentz, disappointing all those kids in the children's hospital because Iowa is getting beat week one. Turn off your cell phone lights. It's over. Michael Penix is scoring six touchdowns, running three touchdowns, throwing. Done. We'll send the IU team over to the children's hospital to console all the crying children. If, if that that's the case, I'm going to start putting Penix, put money on Penix for Heisman. Oh yeah, is that smart money there, Luke? No, absolutely not. Do not do that. Official bidding note from the podcast: Do not bid. Do not bet on Michael Penix to win the Heisman Trophy, or I'm do sh- it and then credit us. I'm sure it's like the quarterback from Oklahoma. Yeah, Spencer Spencer Rattler's the favorite at six to one. Spencer Rattler Get gonna the throw fuck a thousand out of here. touchdowns. Um, I can't pronounce the name of the guy at Clemson. DJ Ugaglie. Oh, he's a fucking beast, and his dad is a unit. You guys remember him? From his the dad. Dota his dad Rangi? is a unit. Uh huh. This guy's a unit too. Wait, is it? I I don't know if Zach pronounced it correctly. Uh, he definitely did not. He just butchered it. Is it? But... Was his dad Adewale Agunle? No, <laughs> no, no. Ooh, Penix Junior. Sixty to one. Mm. Might That's not just, bad. Might just put five dollars down on that. Uh, I would put five dollars down on whatever the name is of the Alabama running back. And then, <laughs> oh. hey, there's there's a guy at sixty to one. His name is Tank Bigsby. I don't even know who that is, but I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna bet on him. <laughs> Trying to win the Heisman at left tackle. If your name is Tank <laughs> Bigsby and you're not playing offensive line, you, how you're... incredible of a season does a left tackle have to have to win the Heisman? What does he have to do? Oh, oh my, my God. God, Tank he... Bigsby's name is Cartavius Bigsby, and he plays for the Auburn Tigers, running back. Yes. How yes. much does he weigh? He better not be like. What do you think? 132 or no, sorry, 232 pounds. I was going to say like 240. No, six feet, 207. Ugh. What? He's not that, that is unacceptable. Yeah. Tank Bigsby. Tank Smallsby. More like Tank Skinniesby. <laughs> Like, if there was a left tackle who got... Skinny's be not getting the Heisman. Like, actual road-grade pancakes, like five of them a game. You need to carry your blocking assignment to the opposing end zone every single play. (laughs) Yeah, like once or twice a game, you're, like, out in space blocking a corner. You just, like, throw them into the stands. Like, actually, like, over a folding table. So all the, like, water cups, like, spill everywhere. Or you catch 35 touchdowns and tackle eligible play. There you go. Well, it looks like the, the Alabama prospect with the highest odds is Bryce Young at 9-1. to one. I assume that's the quarterback? He is. Lame. Boo. Anything else from college football preview? You just wanted us to talk good things about I- Oh, fuck yeah. I'm going to gamble on Max Johnson. Just it literally translates like... into big penis. 
the the hopes and dreams of the G5 this year are going to be carried by Cincinnati, another team that Indiana is playing, I think, week two or week three. That's going to be exciting. Otherwise, we've got two Sun Belt teams around 22 and 23, which means that unless this is an 18 playoff year, they're not going to sniff. Shout out to IU playoff. for scheduling real teams to play in the first couple of weeks. It always, I hate that they just kind of schedule tune up games and like, I don't know, like actually schedule some competition. Our, our good friend, our good friend and Texas correspondent. Chewy told us that the Longhorns are playing the Raging Cajuns to start the season. That's gonna be a good is that game. right? That'll be yeah. a good game. Yeah, that'll be a good game. Raging I, Cajuns, I, the fighting Peanut Tillmans. Yeah. No, yeah. He, I thought he went to Alcorn State. No, that that was. Uh, no, he go to Louis University of Louisiana Lafayette. Raging that, Cajuns. Yeah, let's go, let's go Raging Cajuns. I like uh, how COVID-19 sort of fucked up the non-conference schedule, so we're getting some conference games week one. Nebraska plays Illinois to kick off the season at wait, well, why? Why? I can't why? wait. Why? I can't wait to hammer the under on that game. Why is why are they playing each other week one? I, I have no idea. And they're playing each other a full week before Indiana plays Iowa in their first game. Toilet, I think it's because like a lot of the schools don't want to travel. Like the smaller schools don't want to travel. Mm. They're afraid of that delt. Or like the programs aren't ponying up as much money for them to come in and get absolutely shit canned. Won't um, most colleges are requiring vaccinations, are they not? I know I are to live in dorms. Yeah. Indiana very notably was like the first Supreme Court case that was like, no, actually you do. Interesting. But Supreme Court kind of just like they didn't like rule one way or the other, didn't they? They didn't like say they basically like they didn't kick it back, but they were like, damn, it's over. Uh, No, they ruled in favor of like colleges being able to require vaccines. Oh, okay, got it. And that is a really good excuse not to get one. Didn't we have to have them for like bacteria or viral meningitis, meningitis? I got, I got like me? a battery of shots before I lived in the Yeah, dorms. I can't remember. Um, okay, speaking of, since we're talking about buying games really quick, I just stumbled across an article. Buying games, and this was three years ago, so I guess the number is probably higher. It is an industry valued at $175 million. Sheesh. Meaning, I know, seriously, collectively, Power 5 schools are giving... <laughs> $175 million to other schools just so that they can run them over on alumni weekend. Incredible. Yeah. We only have one, two, three, four, five games next week, though, which is kind of shitty. So we start off with a Big Ten conference game, and then we have Connecticut versus Fresno State. Hawaii yeah. versus UCLA at 2.30 p.m. Central. No! Boo. Boo! Boo! And the late game is Southern Utah versus San Jose State. So San Jose State is in its proper place. Hawaii is not. Oh, Luke, we got great game. Week three. Cincinnati at IU. Let's go. Schedule some fucking games. Did we just talk about that? Yeah. I'm sorry, I wasn't paying yeah, attention. Yeah, I'm just looking at the IU schedule. Like, let's go. Schedule some games. Idaho at home. That'll be a good one. 
at Western Kentucky, that'll be a tough. That'll be a that'll be a tough game too. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun college football season. The crowds at college football games this year are going to be absolutely belligerent. Good, good for them. They got to make up for a year. I mean, like if we thought that NBA crowds were acting a fool, the college football crowds are going to be berserk. We're talking like tearing down goalposts for every conference win. <laughs> oh, and the looks like the Hoosiers have uh, beaten uh, Michigan State uh, twenty-eight to seventeen, and uh, here comes the student section. They're going to take down the goalposts. Oh no, 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 no! I'm already targeting it. November thirteenth, the goalposts are coming down. Rutgers at Indiana. <laughs> uh. Yeah, exactly, dude. I, I was actually at, I was actually at Kansas game like twenty years, fifteen years ago, back when Nebraska was good, and Kansas beat Nebraska at home, and they tore the goalposts down. <laughs> like the kids just like walked the goalposts around camp around like the college town for the rest of the rest of the weekend. I wonder great. how heavy that is. Like how many guys you got to get on that. I think you could surprisingly like I think it's heavy at the base, and then like all you need is just a bunch of like just people to stabilize it in the back. Yeah. Cause I feel like the, the uprights are not very heavy probably because otherwise it wouldn't be very structurally. It wouldn't actually stay up. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have to be, they have to be somewhat like uh, you know, like the Sears tower can sway with the wind. Like you can't build them super rigid. They got to be able to sway with the wind. And that's architecture corner. Nailed it. Nailed it. Three other- professional designers here, folks. Any other sports topics before we get to? Um, well, I think do we have to do we have to see orange for a little bit? I feel like we have to talk. We have to talk about the boys react to a preseason game that means everything. The boys react to the most important preseason game ever. Um, did you guys see the tweet about how well Mitch Trubisky did in his first preseason game? I remember watching Mitch Trubisky's first preseason game. I believe he threw a touchdown pass to who? Toilet? Mike Jones. No. <laughs> uh, okay, this would have been in 2017. <laughs> Musin <Yes>. Muhammad. <laughs> uh, was it a receiver, tight end, running back? A, it was a receiver. Okay. And he no. uh, he was he was it, a big time he was a big time receiver who 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 had a who had a prolific career somewhere else and then came to the Bears for a resurrection but was cut before camp ended. Was it Roy Williams? No. Oh. Someone way better than Roy Williams. Uh, Borderline Hall of Famer, I would say, maybe. No. No. (laughs) He was not on the Bears. (laughs) Anquan Bolden? He wasn't on the Bears. Mm -mm. Trying to think who was, like, done around that time. Uh, Can I give you a clue? Yeah. Undrafted. Oh, uh, Marquise Colston? No. Um give you another clue uh it's gonna give it away if i tell you it uh number 10 i think wait mitch Trubisky's number 10 well he was 10 i think at his previous stop not ted ginn no no ted ginn is hall of famer <laughs> ted ginn Jr. ohio state legend i have no idea who you're talking about oh wait shoot he wasn't he wasn't 10 look up his number 80 80 uh bernard barian 
Uh, he used to dance the salsa. Uh, are, you t- are you talking about Brandon Marshall? No. No, he was Come 17, on. 15. Yeah, of course. Dance the salsa. He's done Dancing with the Stars? Uh, Jerry Rice. I think he might. Yeah, I think he was probably on Dancing with the Stars. I'm going to feel you give so up? dumb. Yeah, you give up? Give up. Yeah. Oh, you give up? fuck. No, I've got it. He was on the Giants. Uh, God, what's his name? Toilet. Jeremy Shockey. No, <laughs> dude. Plex Gilberis. Kevin Boss. Plex Gilberis. Not Plex Gilberis. He was on those teams, though. Shit, what was his name, dude? Oh, David Tyree. Uh, he was oh, Victor number... Cruz? Yes. Oh, wait, he was on the Bears? Yeah, you forgot. He, uh, he... Borderline Hall of Famer? What is wrong with you? <laughs> I, I don't know why I said that. Yeah, He's definitely not. Either. Well, he had like two or three good years. He had two or three good years. Yeah. Super Bowl champion. Uh, Super Bowl champion. Yeah, Um, the guy who tweeted that out, hey, fuck you. Yeah, uh, Justin you. Fields is the truth. I know what I saw. A wide open Jesse James on blown coverage. <laughs> I'm the man who shot Jesse James. <laughs> Throwing across his body, though. I, he did look so good throwing on the move, though, totally. I mean, you have to admit that that's the only way he's going to be able to play behind that shitty-ass offensive line. Sorry. Yeah, scramble touchdown. Yeah, the offensive line's an absolute mess. Tevin Jenkins is having surgery. Jason Peters, oh, a 39-year-old. Left back tackle. surgery i mean you know if i mean if you were to rank like the 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 surgeries that usually don't create complications or long-lasting uh side effects you know you'd probably say what acl surgery maybe like a broken bone and then definitely back surgery for sure it just sucks that like pace creates these problems and then solves them in the worst way like hey let's pay like Jimmy Graham way too much money and then draft a tight end and then let's play Andy Dalton and Foles way too much money and then we'll just draft a quarterback anyway. I, I will give them I will give him the benefit of the doubt though on the Dalton deal because like you had no idea like there's so much luck that happened that had to happen so that Foles or I mean uh, that they even were able to draft Fields. So like I that was like a contingency plan. Well, how is he a not really un- shitty contingency plan? How, I will how has he not that. unloaded Foles yet? Because that's why we. Because no, I know, but no one, want, no one wants him. I don't think anybody wants him. He gets paid a lot too. Like they're gonna have to hold. They're probably gonna have to like trade him and then also take the cap hit as well. You know what? When the Bears are on their you know third string quarterback this year, we're going from a position of strength to strength. We've got <laughs> Super Bowl playoff potential at all three levels of quarterback. Ah, you know, um, people forget Foles has a statue. Statues live forever. So basically, we're hoping that we are like the 2013 Seahawks with a dynamic quarterback that transcends offensive line play and that our defense in an unbelievable defense, an unbelievable defense with pro bowlers at all three levels. And that's the plan. Hit a home run every time. (laughs) Yeah, but we'll pound the ball because we're idiots. Oh, my God. That's the sophomore plan, guys, for the team that I coach, Air Raid. Hell yeah, dude. Passing on first down, passing on second down, passing on first down. We're not even going to get to third down. They can't even – they're like – they can't even get out of this deal. If they they cut him, they cut fulls, his dead cap hit would be almost $14.5 million. You know what? 
We didn't give him that contract. The Jaguars did. But we were so fucking stupid. We saw that contract, and we said, we will trade you for it. We'll give you a fourth rounder for it, too. Because we think it's that good of a deal. We will give you a pick because we want to trade for that contract. That's now, even dumber than handing it out. Now, okay, toilet. Let's just get back. Let's get back to talking about what really matters and Luke too. So, did you guys watch? Did you guys watch the preseason game? I watched enough highlights to make fully formed decisions that I'm willing to <laughs> not change based on any new information. Okay, so I wa- I watched basically the whole preseason game um, wow. because I, I'm I'm a meatball, like we've discussed before. Sure. I thought the. I thought Fields looked pretty – he looked a little overwhelmed the first couple of series. Um, Javon Wims had arguably just the greatest false start penalty of all time. I mean, he was like he was like 15 yards downfield we by the time – our king, Javon By the time Wims. he real, – yeah, by the time he realized it. How he's still on the team, I Insane. have no idea. Insane. I, the, the, yeah, like holding on to that seven – king. <laughs> Holding on to that seventh wide receiver spot in the roster. Fucking a <laughs> wide receiver seven. Let's go. Um, no, I thought I thought he he looked he looked a little overwhelmed, but like I don't think Nagy really did any favors with the play calling. And then it did take him. I it took him a while. Like the the win actually. And all all jokes aside, the whims offside. Like he basically went when the play clock hit zero, and like Fields still hadn't really like gotten everything set, so it was either going to be a delay of game or a false start. Um, but I think he was a little clunky getting that stuff together, uh, just kind of like getting the play called, like getting guys set up everywhere, and like that. I think that kind of like when you when you're working with third stringers, right? It's probably pretty difficult. That like tracks. even. Even when, you know, I'm sure, Toilet, when you throw your kids out there who don't start a lot, like, it's probably pretty hard to get them focused on, like, hey, here's the snap count. Like, we practice this shit all the time, and it's like, oh, sorry, coach. Yeah, there's a lot of choreography that goes into a football play, which is, you know, something that you don't really think about. Another thing in Hard Knocks, though, speaking about choreographing uh, plays, they actually did, like, an entire practice indoors. Choreographing? Choreographing. Um, they did like an entire practice toilet where they were just practicing cadence inside. It was awesome. And like, they would like throw out plays and then everybody had to clap when the play would be like when the ball would be snapped. So they'd be like, you know, uh, red left on set. Boom. Everybody would clap. And they did like 10 different calls and everyone clapped. I thought that was pretty cool. I'm so excited because. Uh, one of our football coaches cannot be at the game next week, so I'm going to be with a headset on, much like I'm wearing right yes! now. Yes! And I will be relaying in the formations, which is, like, m- my dream. Because it's so low impact, <laughs> but you're still, like, every single guy is going to be looking at me. So I'm going to be, you know, obviously stunting, you know, looking sick. Maybe Timberland's week one, who knows. Holding up the formation. We got a couple that look like guns. So pretty excited to hold those out there. <laughs> nice. Bringing a gun to school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, that's what it made me think uh, of. Is- do, do you have a holdback coach? Or, uh, or think- uh, excuse me, a uh, quality control assistant? Uh, that might be me because that's well, my entire job is just <laughs> oh my giving God. the formation. So can you please uh, yeah. make Luke your quality control assistant? Oh, yes. Yeah. Do you I own any believe- cutoff t-shirts? Yeah, I do. Perfect. Well, I, I do and I don't. Would okay. a uh, running singlet count as a cutoff? <laughs> um, 
It's got to be like loose fitting around your biceps. See, I I can't I can't do that because I I would impair my I would impair my independence as a chain gang member. Ah, yeah. Although although I was cheering when I was doing the chain gang Uh last spring, I I found myself cheering, and I think that's like cheering in the press box. Did you end up doing the the championship game? Uh, no, I think I did the game before that. Okay, but I did um. Oh gosh, I I did the chain. So I, I would be on like one end of the one end of the chain. Were you the and front I, end or the back end or both? Well, it depends on which way I guess they're which way they're going because you stay I, on the same side. You stay on I, the same one. Yeah, I didn't know if the guys switched ever. It's like, oh, I'm always the front. I'm oh, always the back. Also, I realized like how much sort of like you know, football. I think we've talked about this. Like football is a game of inches, but also like when you're doing those down and distance markers, like it's kind of like an inaccurate science at times where you're just like, I guess it's going here. And like, I would always sort of like you'd set it down and then like you sort of adjust it a little bit left or right in favor of the home team. Yeah. And so like, you know, maybe it might buy like one set of downs and like, it'd be like, you know, job well done. You know what else they say? What? Marriage is a game of inches. Happy oh. anniversary, Zach. Thank you. Nice. But um That's an interesting point because I am usually if I'm signaling in plays, I'm like maybe fifteen yards behind our kids when I'm signaling in the play. So I'm relying on the chain gang to be like, okay, it looks like it's third and three versus it looks like third and five. I'm calling a totally different play based on like what's going on there. So of course. Um, sometimes it might be t- to an advantage or a disadvantage, but at the end of the day, you're relying on like 40 year old dudes who love blood <laughs> dries to spot the ball correctly <laughs> who definitely didn't have like three ipas at dinner before showing up to yeah before exactly. showing up to to do the chain gang like one guy's just waddling around the field because he had like thai curry for dinner and <laughs> ran out the shit his pants <laughs> try not, not to dump his khakis in the middle <laughs> of a football game big time <laughs> Um, anyways, getting back to fields though, it was, it was a pretty, it was a pretty awesome experience. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. He, he looked, he looked the part throws were great. Um, had a, maybe one or two that might've been picked off, but I thought that they weren't, yeah, they weren't, but guess who was picked off too. Uh, interesting. Hmm. I'm glad the, the dolphins passed on fields and got a wide receiver for their quarterback who can't really throw the ball downfield. Didn't go to a real school like Justin Fields did with elite competition all year long. That's right. Tua went to some namby pamby, you know, like program school. Like, yeah, yeah, it's easy when you're behind six NFL caliber offensive linemen. The yeah, entire you time. try well, being behind five NFL caliber <laughs> offensive linemen <laughs> and uh, the you- starting running back for the 49ers. Speaking hey, of it's, which, it's all preparation for Justin Fields' current season where he's behind two NFL-caliber <laughs> offensive line. That's what I was going to say. The first guy to congratulate Fields when he scrambled for his touchdown, Arlington Hambright. Hambright. <laughs> I, saw, I, saw I saw a pretty funny joke that when they put Arlington Hambright in, it said Bears move to Arlington. All right, any other sports, or can we yeah. move on? Let's move on. Okay. Bulls lose Summer League. Oh. Sad. <sighs> Who's even paying attention? I don't even know. The future is bright. The future is ball. Patty Billy, all all Summer League team. Patty Billy, and it changes number. Did you guys see this? Did you hear about this? Did you see this? I, I saw this. 
Why did he change his number? Because he used number nine, and Vucevic was number nine. Oh, he changed to 44? 44. Oh, what a terrible basketball number. Whoa. Whoa. A, a, a former king used to wear that number by the name of Nikola Mirotic. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we've already forgotten our, our Serbian or our Montenegrin king. Excuse me. No, we're all, we have, we have a new one. Marko Simonovic is our new is our new Serbian king. We got a new itch to scratch. A new itch to scratch. All right, new topic. Luke, hit us. Um how about toilet hit us? Because I want to hear about your top topic on the okay. uh, on the board today. So I'm talking to Toilette, and uh, we're chatting on the deck. And then she looks down on her phone and then gasps. And she's the kind of person who gasps all the time. Like, uh, you hate to times, see it. Nine times out of ten, like, oh, there's a coupon on Bed Bath and Beyond, or like, <laughs> bitches oh. always be gasping at coupons. At bitches Bed, Bath, be and gasping at coupons. <laughs> Uh, but this is a legitimate one, and then I, I just like waited for her to speak because she looked like at a loss for words. And then she just kind of smiled and put her phone down. And I just looked at her. I'm like, "Are you gonna tell me what happened?" And she's like, "Okay, my friend at work did a boudoir photo shoot for her husband. Oh, for Do- for like before they get married? No, they are married. Ooh, it is a anniversary. Things aren't going well. Oh." <laughs> So I had no idea what this was before she explained this to me. So do either of you want to explain your understanding of what a boudoir photo shoot is to our listeners? Tasteful that- nudes, right? Or is Tasteful it like lingerie? Pro- yeah. Lingerie. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like burlesque. It's like yeah. artful, artful stripping. Yeah. It's, it's hiring a photographer and usually like the farthest it'll go is like there'll be pictures topless sometimes like like or like a playboy style nude not like your wife shooting pornography (laughs) a a tasteful nude one would say yeah exactly so i had a couple thoughts my first thought was this would be really funny if a guy ever did this for his (laughs) partner yes because the, all the we, things we about, all love the work of Seinfeld. Yeah, hiding things, but like putting a banana or an eggplant in front of your crotch and being naked, like that's a funny visual to me. Uh, but my more prominent thought was, who advertises and performs this as a job? Because that seems like the most uncomfortable thing I can imagine. Portraits by Thomas, very tasteful, black and white. <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> hey, come on over to my house and take off most of your clothing, and then I'll take your picture. I think that this would be done in, like, a photography studio setting. Yeah, I guess you could go no, to a photography studio. You don't meet studio. somebody on Craigslist to do this. Uh, and if- there, there is actually a Chicago boudoir photography. So, I like you said, like, failing marriage or, like, before they get married <laughs> present. Like, w- what? What like earnest reason other than like a like I guess if you think it's like a funny thing to do like why would people decide to do this? Maybe the husband spends a lot of time on the road. Okay. Maybe the husband has consumes a lot of pornography and it's like <laughs> we have pornography at home. Here you go. 
<laughs> pornography at home is just pictures of my wife. <laughs> I guess it's probably some way of like exploration. It doesn't necessarily mean that they have a failing marriage or anything like that. I think it's just like maybe they're just trying to spice shit up, Str- you know? Struck a nerve. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so I'll ask both of you on a scale from four to seven, how weird is a boudoir photo shoot present for your partner? Like in, in terms of like how general society views it or how I personally would view it? Both, both. We'll go one to 10 just in case if people aren't used to the four to seven scale. You're not used to calibrating that way. General society, 10. I would say it's like a three on the weirdness scale. I think really? it's actually like far more common than you might think. Okay. Fact, I think that there was a story. I don't I think it was like the Washington Post or something, but like somebody who did this professionally got like iCloud hacked and like ton- like oh no terabytes of boudoir photos were just oh, like no. published on the internet devastating so it it's like a thing in terms of me personally i wouldn't think it's weird i would just be like why would you get me this so i think that means you think it's weird i don't necessarily think it's like weird it just wouldn't be a gift that I would want from a partner. I got you a picture of myself, topless. <laughs> You're not going to quantify it? Quantify it for the, the people. Seven. Seven, six, okay. Six, I'll say six. Six, all right, Zach. Uh, I mean, I, I would say society, I'd say it's probably closer to like, of five, I think if you pulled a hundred people, you'd probably get every like people being on one side, okay, like, barely yeah. on one side, barely on the other. Okay. I mean, for for me personally, Zach's into it. it. I don't think I'd find it that weird. Zach's into it. I mean, one time, one time when I went to a. Uh, don't oh, incriminate yourself. No, Do no, not not, I'm, I, no, I'm not incriminating myself on anything. Um. Oh, Luke, remember when you were supposed to go to an Arcade Fire concert with me and you backed out and said, decided to draft Toby Gerhardt and go to <laughs> Spain? And go to Spain. Yes. Um, so, uh, Toilet, I, I went to a an Arcade Fire concert and um, my sister came with me and we met the, uh, have you seen American Pickers? Uh, I'm familiar, but I don't remember any of Toilets account. on the Move. <laughs> toilets on the Move. Well, they have like a... They have a, a a female uh counterpart on that show who's kind of like their office like... wench. <laughs> <laughs> what would you well... describe her job as? She calls them these like go buy more motorcycle parts and they're like, "Okay." <laughs> okay, and like a little playful banter and everything. But we uh we we my sister and I met her and uh like we were getting beer uh before the show and uh we we were talking to her just a little bit, you know, say hey, love the show, all that stuff, and like, um, and then we're like, what, you know, is that your full time job or what? What else do you do? She's like, oh, I I have my own um, burlesque studio, of course, I think in like Lincoln or like Logan Square or something like that. Um, but I I don't think it's as uncommon as you think. Okay. So I think yeah. I think like she sounded like business was booming, and this was two thousand and fourteen. Okay, maybe I'm just the prude, but I don't know. I think uh, that's not really my thing. I thought it was really strange. 
that she then decided to send the pictures to all of her friends. For Wait, she sent pictures to her. That's co-workers? that's that's right. That's where that's where I would find that's where I'd find it a little strange because I'd be like, okay, this is like a James Bond for your eyes only sort of situation. For okay. British eyes only. For British eyes only. <laughs> So yeah, if it was being, if she's like, I got this and shared it with all my friends, it'd be like, eh. yeah, she sent okay. like pictures to the group chat, and then she's like, oh, giving this to my husband for an anniversary present, and I was just like, vomit in my mouth. Not I guess there's no different. There's no difference between those and like bikini pics. I think okay. that there's a very big difference between that and a picture yes there's a suggestive the theme there's suggestive themes in the boudoir photos because those would be photos that you kept in your boudoir look you seem boudoir. like a not a, a boudoir guy but a guy with a boudoir i have a bedroom man i ain't no frenchman what are you talking <laughs> about i ain't got no french ass closet <laughs> i think boudoir literally means bedroom right toilet uh i don't know that would make sense what is it? I think I get boudoir and armoire. Oh, mixed boudoir, up. armoire. A woman's bedroom or private room. Just for women. What? Oh. Damn. What's uh-huh. French for man cave? Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 It's it's uh, the male fantasy of what happens in women's <laughs> private spaces is that they just simply <laughs> relax in lingerie. <laughs> It's a uh, man cave in French is literally translated into Ohm de Caverns. Ohm <laughs> <laughs> de Caverns. Oh. Cave of men. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So we've settled on uh, Luke. Not really his thing. Zach's more about it. Toilet is disgusted. But the worst part is that she sent these pictures to her coworkers, which everyone agrees is fucking weird. Yeah. That's like yeah, it's weird. Sexual harassment? Question mark. Because <laughs> it is her coworkers, but like, sent to their personal phone numbers, not email account at work. I guess it be... depends on like I. I mean, like, did you get did you get a peek? They are so... medical people, so they they're probably like so desensitized to the human body that it might not even register with them. Yeah, even though my body is sick, so toilet's all about it um True. yeah i did i did sneak a peek and uh they were tasteful there was no nudity um but i basically just said yeah i don't think uh i don't think that's for me dog i always send shirtless pics to my coworkers. look at yeah. what i did this weekend <laughs> <laughs> that's what i think a dude photo them. shoot would be where it's at like, dudoir yeah there you go <laughs> Yes, there's the, there's the name please. of the podcast. Please, please, yes. Can we? <laughs> <laughs> like it's you... a billion dollar idea right there. <laughs> Dudewar photo. Dudewar. I bet you somebody's beating us to it. <laughs> right. Like now. you holding an entire spiral ham in front of your genitals, but <laughs> just below is just a tasteful. Peek at the scope. Uh, uh, someone, like, is, right someone, is, someone has definitely beaten us to this. Just the tip of the acorn poking out of the bottom. Oh my gosh, here's a Huffington Post article. I did a dudewar photo shoot, and this is what I learned. Oh, so Men uh, can want to be seen and desired. Ooh, God. so seen. 
uh, I feel so seen. Uh. Do these underwear make my butt look good? I asked my wife as I went through outfits. I was packing for my quote-unquote doudoir shoot. Quote, unquote. I don't have that many pairs of underwear to begin with. Guys, classic. Cool. <laughs> dude's, classic. Dude, that's dude's rock right there. What did he learn? That men can do be I, seen? Do I have a good side? Like, what parts of my body should I try to show off? It's weird that I'm doing this. Should I shave my face? Should I shave my chest? Should I shave, um anywhere else shout out manscaped for the for the lawnmower 4.0 use promo code amp manscaped what parts of my body would my partner find most attractive in my dudoir photo shoot does she want to see my perineum we might want to get a couple of interesting (laughs) angles there just to cover off on it are you reading that or discussing that live right now i'm reading and discussing right now (laughs) No one needs to see this perineum. Like, the thing is, like, this might just be, like, a off-the-cuff opinion, and this might be because I'm heterosexual, but, like... Brag. They're kind of... <laughs> <nice. laughs> Cisgender. Not a brag. <laughs> um, I don't know. The male form is just like relatively uninteresting as like a artistic Speak subject. For yourself. Yeah, yeah, I believe like we had one like masterpiece sculpture in the David, and then the art community was like, "We're good. Okay. We don't need any more of these. Like, we'll just stick to the female." And, and the nude photo of Prince Fielder, and those are the only <laughs> two <laughs> that have made it into the public consciousness. The limp phallic shape is just is just doesn't work as well as. As a buzzer. <laughs> Hank, oh, Hank, Hank takes umbrage to that, sir. Uh, you guys want to Hank up a pup date? Yeah, sure. What's going well, on? Yeah, how bad does he smell? I can he smell. Smells, I actually smell, smell him through the computer. My smell whole, me through the phone. Everything I own smells. It's gonna. It takes at least a week to filter out through. So we're going on about a week now. I finally come home and it doesn't smell like gasoline, fart, dog shit skunk smell every day so he actually legit he was 100 he was skunked for sure yeah yeah so i went under the deck and i put the critter go away formula and it's worked so far because no one's come back so that's been good but just you want some nog champ on my guy huh would you like to burn incense and patchouli do you need to smudge your house to get the evil spirit out we've had incense going non-stop candles going non-stop windows open everything ceiling fan whatever it takes just this is the worst smell lingers it clings on every fabric in the house it's awful you know what you should do you should start smoking Ooh, that is a good (laughs) smell yeah like what you know you gotta blow it into my dog's mouth yeah you gotta start smoking cigars in your house honestly (laughs) if my sister didn't live here i i was good for like one cigar in the house every winter and it was an absolute treat we like whiskey and we smoke cigars don't believe us smell our cars <laughs> uh, did you speak speaking of p- picking up uh smoking luke did you read the athletic article about randy gregory i don't want to joke too much about his rehab but one of the things that they did was um 
they the the uh rehab facilitator gave them cigarettes so like Sweet. he started spreads world-class nfl athlete ripping heaters in the off season i mean granted it, it was to 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 get rid of uh some some pretty 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 bad and and uh and uh documented drug abuse problems that we don't have to talk about here but the idea of like substituting substituting all of those for cigarette smoking was just yeah it's like you have a problem with addiction how about we give you the most most addictive addictive substance on earth Earth. (laughs) oh you need to you need to be at top physical performance here have a pack of marlboro reds Uh, Zach, I have a question for you. I might have an answer. What car, outside of your immediate family and your wife's car, could you pick out of a parking lot easier than anyone else's? Like whose friend's car? Yeah, anybody. Oh, grandma, uh, coworker. Easily, Luke's. <laughs> it, that was that was my point. I'm so glad you answered that. So I am driving home from my mom's wedding on Saturday. And um, I knew that Luke was coming out to the Northwest suburbs because it was his dearly beloved mother's birthday. Shout out. MB. Happy birthday, mom. So mom of the podcast. Mom of the pod. Uh, love you very much. Pod mom. Um, pod mom. Um, and I'm driving down the king of the Northwest suburbs, Route 14. And what car do I notice but Luke's car driving down Route 14 at the exact same time? So. Um, I felt like an IQ of a thousand because I kind of just start freaking out and not saying complete sentences to everyone else in the car. I just kept saying like Luke and I kept pointing at the car (laughs) and I called him and rolled the window down and everyone is in the car was like, what are you, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, why are you saying Luke's name? He's not in the car. And then everyone, when we pulled up side by side and everyone looked over, it was just a very sweet moment where we saw luke in the wild toilet toilet was like uh toilet i want to get some boudoir photos done and who would you like for me to use as a photographer you were just (laughs) like luke 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 just an unreal moment just like one of those that's great i love those i love those moments in the wild yeah totally very rare pokemon in the wild running into a good mate at the exact same time you're driving home. Just can't script it any better than that. Because my car is missing one hubcap, and I have an LBI bumper sticker on it. Yeah, so those and two a, things uh, together. And a, and, a, and a U of I, or IU, excuse me, wow. Whew, IU sticker, Ooh. too. I don't sticker have the IU sticker hat. anymore. But <gasps> I've, got the, I've got the hat in the like Yeah, yeah the hat. Yeah, the hat. Part. The that's actually cooler. That's way cooler. Way cooler. Mind you, way cooler. That's I like, feel like that's, that's a like, hey, bygone guys. tradition. Oh, Kevin's dad used to have hats everywhere in the back of his Accord, and that was a cool move. It meant it meant that you like when you were getting off work and driving home, you were putting a fucking hat on for your commute home, brother. Brother, whether it was a straw hat or it was a baseball cap, you're you were you were ready to chill. You were throwing on that incredibly sun faded hat. And Hell you're throwing yeah, it on your head. Hell yeah, with the sweat stains and everything. Let's oh yeah, sweat stains and salt and sun fade and all that shit. Hell yeah, it was it was good seeing you. I, my first instinct when Toilet called me was to also roll down my window so our phone conversation would be completely incoherent <laughs> and just start hooting at him like. <laughs> 
Because I think we just reverted to high school where we didn't have smartphone technology where you could actually call through the phone. So we'd oftentimes like drive different places together, like one party to another or like from the grocery store, wherever we're going next. So I did that, but I also called him to get his attention, even though I think hanging out of your car and like waving your arms at someone is enough to get their attention on the highway. So uh, Twilight was not doing that out of the passenger side, (laughs) though. And had you not called me, I I wasn't paying attention to what you were doing in your lane because I was about to take a right. But yeah, shocker, Luke just being slightly absent-minded behind the wheel of an. I was not being (laughs) absent-minded behind the wheel. I'm a great driver. (laughs) No, I know I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist a joke. Anything else y'all want to hit before we get out of here? No, let's skedaddle. It is. Like back to one thousand percent humidity in the greater Chicagoland area. This computer is a big old oven. Here's the stinky boy himself. Stink boy. Oh, Stop spills. fighting rodents, Hank. Hank. Alright, bye Hank. So bye toilet. Bye, bye, bye boys. Bye. Love ya. Back in the day.